Hello, and welcome to Gameplay Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is a storytelling game radio show featuring guests from the New York City Hive. And as always, I am your host, Aaron, here uh, in the theoretical studio with uh, a fantastic group of guests from the Brooklyn Public Library. We have Yosanex Orengo. Say hello. Hello. Hello, hello. We have Bailey Vitovich. Hey, what's up? Hey, and Jessica Spears. Hi! <laughs> hey, uh, so thank you all three of you so much for being here today. Um, it's been, I've been really excited to, I, and I can't really explain why, but I just, the Brooklyn Public Library feels like such an integral and important part of Brooklyn. Um, and just public libraries in general is an integral part of the New York City area because it's just, it's always been, well, for one thing, the New York City Library, uh, the main branch um, in Manhattan, it has always been seen as like, has been represented in films all over the world. But also I feel like it's a real center for um, people to find, to read and find stories, which is also what we do here. So um, very thrilled to uh, have three librarians on with me today. So thank you for that first. Woohoo! Yeah, we're <laughs> glad to be here. So, thank you for having us. Uh, just to to get the the big question out of the way first, what is running a library like in the middle of a pandemic? Well, it's, I think it's safety first. Right now, we are just trying to keep our staff and patrons safe while still providing materials. A lot of our services have moved virtually. Uh, um, Jessica, you want to elaborate a bit? Yeah, it's pretty different. Um, normally, after any day after school, it seems like most branches of the Brooklyn Public Library are carpeted with children doing homework and coming to programs, be they Team Tech Time with the PS4 and the Xbox, or it's a craft program. And now most libraries are not open to in-person and we are not doing in-person programs at all. They are hmm. all virtual. Yep. I actually... I actually missed the children the other day. Oh, <laughs> yeah. How many um how many attendance do you guys get for your virtual um for your virtual stuff? The numbers kind of jump all over the place. I think you know, like um some days it could be as few from for my programs. I've been doing a retro gaming stream one. Um, mm. It's as few as ten. Um, at the most is thirty. It really depends on like school and everything. And now with the sudden shift in like schooling you know, you're going to see major fluctuations in those numbers. So we always have to adapt. And I think that's one of the, the strengths about virtual programming, though. It's kind of like a new frontier for us. So we get to try out new things, see what works, see what doesn't work, and yeah. kind of learn from each other's experiences. All of my virtual programs are, um, you actually attend the program. It's simultaneous. You can't listen to a switch. It's very um, interactive. So mm -hmm. it's actually the case that after, say, 10 participants, <laughs> it gets a little chaotic. <laughs> so that's pretty much as high as most of my programs go to. So I have a, um, a board game program on every Friday and a Jackbox program every Tuesday and mm. a hoot on Mondays and we do escape rooms on Wednesdays and wow. then I play random stuff with a wonderful group on Thursdays and it's all good. Wow that's that's a lot of gaming so it sounds like most of your programming is really just finding ways to play games online. 
Mm -hmm. Oh, oh yeah. is, that, is that right? When I first started, I, you know, I used to play Dungeons and Dragons all the time and then turned it virtual and reached way more kids than I thought I would mm. across the city because normally they wouldn't get to the branch. So it's really been kind of a blessing that way. Oh, yeah, one of my one of my regular uh, regular gamers, he his family uh, moved to Miami uh, after the pandemic started, and he's been doing virtual um, schooling. He still mm -hmm. goes to the same school in Brooklyn, and he uh, comes and plays games with me on Thursdays. And wow, that would not be possible before the pandemic, obviously. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I mean, you guys also talked about before we had uh, started uh, talking here on air about the fact that you were creating a board game library as well. Um, so people yeah. can, what, come and check out board games to, to play at home or absolutely, yeah. Um, we play virtual board games online and a lot of the board games are available in an online version. So we could give a demo of any of those. Um, but no, the uh, the games themselves are physical games, and uh, we have a hmm. we set it up and bought a lot of them before the pandemic came. Um, and this yeah. will not end with the year, so hopefully, in years to come, you can come and uh, take out your own version of Scythe and play it with your buds at home. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's got to be really important for people who are trying to find new ways to engage with the people they live with, you know, um, because Absolutely. I mean, I think this this year has been an interesting engagement in that for sure. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I have like I have another question. It's interesting that gaming seems to be really something that you guys have been focusing on. What do you feel like is the connection between gaming and like storytelling in books for you? Because I know. Brooklyn Public Library is like a, a community center as much as it is a place that holds books. But like, what do you feel like, how do you feel like that connects to each other? Oh, I have a lot to say about that, actually. Um, so <laughs> while, I'm doing the, um, while I'm doing the retro gaming streams, um, you know, I've played a variety of games like Castlevania, Final Fantasy, so many, you know, role playing games and stuff. And one thing I like to do is um, as I'm as there's dialogue on the screen, you know, it's mostly text. I'll read the dialogue. I try to act it out, a little bit of voice acting here and there. And I feel like that's, that's in a yeah. way, story time. You know, a lot of, if you do look at all the text in just one RPG, it's the equivalent of many books. So like in that, in that sense, we're telling stories using like a, a game, you know, like there's a narrative in these, many of these games, you know, it's not just destroying monsters or anything like that. There's actual like story, emotional moments, musical beats and visual representation. So it is like a, like a pop-up book. You know, just got to win to see the next scene. That's yeah. Yeah. And it, it not only it teaches communication skills and these kids virtually are playing with other kids that they would not have played with otherwise. So mm. teaching them how to make new friends and how to gain confidence over voice chat or video chat. You know, it's something that we used to do in the branches, but you know, we have to do digitally. Yeah, it's uh, as a community building thing, games are almost unparalleled. Um, you have to figure out how to uh, deal with people that you may know nothing about. You have to figure out how to lose gracefully most of the time, um, which is, these are all things that teens and kids struggle with and continue to struggle with. And I think that games really help 
with all of that community learning that you have to do. Absolutely. Um, well, I'm glad that you found it a useful tool. I, uh, I know I certainly have found it a useful tool for myself over the course of this year, um, connecting with people and playing like so many different games because <laughs> I, I do this every week. Um, so what is your experience playing? What are your individual experiences playing uh, like role playing games like uh, what we do here um, in your own lives? Like what are your experiences with that? Well, I started playing Dungeons and Dragons in college. Um, with nice. some of my friends um was my i was a i was a resident assistant for freshmen and i was a senior and then they were like come play with us and i'm like that's for nerds ew no <laughs> and i was hiding that i was playing league of legends so <laughs> a little bit different there they got me into to playing it and uh, after i graduated they still played but they brought me in we started playing on roll 20 dot net oh nice um, yeah so it carried on even after we graduated and so that's just kind of how i had been doing D for a long time sweet yeah have you played other games besides D? I learned how to play like tiny dungeons um but yeah so that was just kind of my focus and since I just, there's just so much to do in D&D. Why would I play anything else right now? <laughs> That's totally fair. I mean, there's once you have a framework, really, I mean, you can totally play whatever. So I like you can make whatever story you want with a lot of yeah. with, once you have a framework. So I get that. And if it's not D&D, it's Animal Crossing right now. I just need happy, like, fluffy <laughs> stuff. Okay. <laughs> I absolutely um, get that. I had played very, very little D&D before the pandemic, um, but it is something that is so good at being able to be done virtually mm. um, that we started a Dungeon World campaign pretty much like two weeks after the, uh, the pandemic started <laughs> um, because we had been playing Gloomhaven um, for probably a year before that every week going mm. to getting together and playing a board game, which is an extremely elaborate board game where you pick a character, you advance them, you have stats, you have, you um, play cards in order to do actions. You wander around a dungeon and you destroy things. Um, it's pretty classic. Yeah. It's really classic and it's a wonderful game. And um after the pandemic started, we started a campaign of Dungeon World. And the first time that I ever DM'd was for a Brooklyn Public Library in hey. April because Bailey put out a call. She's like, we need DMs. And I, uh, I volunteered and... <laughs> My beautiful little tweens are still the people I play games with every week. Oh, I'm glad that I'm so glad that went well. <laughs> yes, yeah, so next, what about you? Yeah, so for me, like, I well, I, most of my RPG experiences have been from video games like Final Fantasy, Persona, Megami Tensei, oh, Fire Emblem, all that stuff. But I've always yeah. had a fascination for D and D, and it, it's been hard for me to find people to play with. Like, I had a friend in elementary school who had me play once or twice with him, but it, you know. It was just me and him, you know, and I mm -hmm. was, I loved it, but we never really developed it beyond that. And in college, similarly, I met people that were interested, but it was just hard to get people together. 
Um, now that I'm older and like I'm still a very much a heavy you know console gamer, I have this like I don't know. I guess like how people like to collect vinyl records. I have a, a like an obsession with trying to play analog games like Dungeons and Dragons. So I've okay. been buying all these books and, <laughs> and getting says, all holding these... up the monster manual. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And There's the Dungeons and Masters guy. Yeah. Yo, and I have, I have all these collections. I can get you those for no, free no. now. Yeah, but but I need them. But I need the analog feeling of physical. Them, you know what I mean? physical. Yes, I need it. I need it. I need it. I need the physical. So, oh, yeah. so what happened now is that like I, I started um playing D and D with my teens at the branch um last year, and we had we had a lot of fun. You know, I wasn't sure if they'd take to it because you know their their RPG experiences tend to be like Pokemon. Pokemon, 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 you know, but I'm like, well, this is kind of where Pokemon is inspired from, you know, so we've played a few times and it's fascinating how much outside the box teens think when they play Dungeons and Dragons. For example, I had them defeat a small baby dragon and I thought they would like, you know, carve a fang or, you know, bring its claws or scales or whatever. No, they were like, we want to eat the dragon. And I was like, what? Oh my God. <laughs> so, so. I had to roll. I was like, okay, let's see what happens. So we rolled and one of them developed a little resistance to fire. One of them got a stomach ache. One of the, you know, it was like all these different, I was like, wow. Meanwhile, I've played, Yikes. I've played D and D with some of my friends who are around my age, um, in, in like the past year or so prior to the pandemic. And they just don't trust anything I say. I find that adults are always like, what's the catch? What's the catch? What's the, I'm like, it's before. just a, it's yeah. just a dog. It's just a dog. It's just a dog. It's just a dog. It's so suspicious to not trust a dog, you know? Like, that's yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So you find these really hardcore players. I had a friend that we were fighting. They were fighting a wolf and he befriended the wolf on a natural 20. And I was just like, oh man, I don't have a, uh, like, okay, <laughs> let's go in the store. Yeah. Now, now you got a wolf. Now you yeah, you have a wolf. Have yeah. fun. Have fun with that. <laughs> I, I, do, I do love I do love DMing and having just like the craziest shit. Excuse my language, but the craziest shit like that people just do like when they're just like, yeah, I just want to like do this thing. And you're just like, okay, go for it. Like it's like one of the most exciting things too. It's like part of the why it's fun to do tell stories together because you're like uh, telling a story and but you're like you're telling your part and then someone who you like may know well may not know well brings a little bit of them to it in a way that like you couldn't have done that so it's like it makes me happy so now that i'm all excited uh let's make sure <laughs> that we get into a little bit of game before this hour turns out so uh mm -hmm. before we get into that we do need to go through a couple of on-air reads for the station so we're just going to dive into those really quick, and then we'll get into um, the wackiness that we're going to be doing today. Uh, okay. If you live in New York City and run for either fun or exercise, here's a way to learn something about the city while you're getting in your workout. City Running Tours is now offering neighborhood running tours designed with locals in mind. New York City takes pride in the diversity and character of its neighborhoods, and these unique running tours offer an opportunity to learn the history of a neighborhood and get personal recommendations from your guide. Choose from tours of 23 neighborhoods, including the East Village, the Upper West Side, Bushwick, Long Island City, and Roosevelt Island. For more information about the running tours and to see the list of neighborhoods and full tour schedule, check out their website at www.cityrunningtours.com slash New York City. 
um, and wear a mask while you're running. I say it every week and I will continue to say it until the pandemic is over, wear a mask. Um, also, as a reminder, Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization, and uh, we do need your help to, main, to remain on air and to continue producing programs such as this one. So if you would like to give us a little bit of help, we would extremely appreciate it. You can make a one-time or monthly donation by going to radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate. There you'll also find some cool t-shirts, mugs, and other swag that we'd like to send you to say thanks. And you can also do that by texting RFBGIVE5. That's the number five. So RFBGIVE5 to 44321. Uh, it only takes a moment and you'll be able to use your digital wallet for your donation. So Thank you. Thank you for that in advance. And that's it. All right. Let's get into some gaming. So today I am very pleased to be playing a game called Operation Penguin by Jackie Lung. Thank you so much, Jackie. Um, so Operation Penguin is uh, self-described as an RPG about penguins and secret agents. And your task is to steal vital top secret information to protect the world and raise conservation awareness. You will be armed with the latest spy gadgets, all while wearing a smashing tuxedo. Uh, you're also a penguin. So yeah, they're basically going to be penguin spies. <laughs> uh, I am going to be, of course, jamming. I, I think it's just, it's just gonna be a bundle of fun. I've created a story based off of um, a number of different prompts that are given to the uh, GM. So I think that'll be a lot of fun as well. And the mechanic for the game, the mechanic for this game is really interesting. So uh, we won't be rolling as much dice, but we will be pulling some cards. So essentially, whenever um, my lovely players, my lovely penguins, I should say, want to, um, want to like do something where the result could be like a little bit risky or maybe like could turn out really badly for the group. Um, I'm going to have them play basically a round of um, 21, the poker game. <laughs> so we're gonna play some 21 depending on how many people are uh, involved with the engagement at hands. Some, some of the players, some of the penguins will be playing and some of them won't be, um, but they will have that also. Each player has a special secret agenda uh, that that they are tasked with doing before the end of the hour. Now, I don't know what this is. Their fellow teammates don't know what this is. At the end of the hour, we'll ask everyone if they managed to do their secret agenda or not, because I think it'd be fun to see if they get away with it with no one knowing or yet or not. So we'll see how that goes. Um, other rules will come up as we play. Uh, they have a number of different stats luck coins and stuff, but we'll explain that as we go. Okay, <laughs> that was a lot of explanation. Would you guys like to introduce your penguin characters? Sure. Okay, so my character, her name is Slick Izzy, and she is an Adelaide penguin, and her secret weapon is explosive bubblegum. Hell yeah. Welcome to the team, Slick Izzy. Um... My penguin has the codename, The Crested Kriller, but his name is actually Stu. Uh, he's a Fjordland penguin, and he's the, the fast one. He's slick. He thinks he's amazing, and he wants to kill everything. He has one um, P-90 
piece of equipment, and that is a string. <laughs> Very versatile. Right. So yeah, my um, penguin is just simply named Terra, um, and they they have a. Uh, this is going to be hard to say. It's so hard to say. Magellanic, like Magellanic, um, um, yep. trait to them. So they like to you know um, find their path, you know, explore. And um, his um, well, her her special item is um, X-ray glasses. Oh. Thank you. Yeah, can we get pronouns for everyone? Like, uh, if, if we have uh, Tara, uh, she, her, any other pronouns that we should know of? Stu is a he. Okay. A master charades person. You'll never know what they look like. Oh. <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna have to watch out for them, aren't we? Um. Okay. So. <clears throat> now that we have met our fantastic secret agent penguins, um, here is the intel that you have been provided with in terms of what your mission is for your next mission. Coral City is a beautiful underwater wildlife preserve that holds abundant life and, as, and is as busy and interactive with fish life as New York City is to humans. Thankfully, though, it's being monitored and protected by a human protection program, so it's keeping safe for now. But the humans are not fully aware of the situation with Mr. White, who is a uh, who is a shark. <laughs> Mr. White is a CEO shark. He came into town originally just coming for a quick bite, uh, but he saw Coral City as a place that could be his for the taking created a syndicate of uh, coral cleaning fish or fish that kind of help clean the reef and started threatening its citizens who didn't provide him with a special fish tax uh, with horrid pollution to their homes and no way to clean it up. Uh, while Mr. White is as nefarious as they come, his intel on where the pollution is coming from is invaluable and it's up to the penguin squad to find that intel and grab it and show it to humans who can help them, you know, take it down. So it's it's an underwater mission. <laughs> we I also kind of gave them this premise ahead of time uh, that even though like it's underwater and I mean they will be swimming and penguins can swim for a very long time underwater, um, I'm going to say that at the very least the bubble the bubble gum will still work underwater and that we can play a little bit with physics here. I'm not super tight to that uh so let's <laughs> let's talk about it as it goes um okay so uh agents what all right what is your in how are you entering coral city to get i guess to give yeah. you a bit more a bit more context um <laughs> the coral reef i mean obviously has the syndicate but also uh mr white has his uh hench fish swimming around coral city keeping oh. an eye out on things so have to, you're gonna have to lay low a little bit unless you want to get caught by Mr. White. Oh, okay. okay so we want to like sneak in. We. Yeah, I'll play the tourist, snapping pictures, getting some intel. <laughs> All right. Um, it's um, a good uh, nautical form of transportation. That's oh, I could have a pun. I should have a pun for this. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I 1,000% support puns, so um, let's see. Okay. Um, ooh. 
Does Mr. White have a sexy um, uh, secretary I can seduce? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, you know, let I mean, hmm, let's see. We think about that for a minute. <laughs> we have to get inside the city first. So. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what. Intel, Intel also tells you that there is um, that uh, a lot of Mr. White's business in Coral City runs through his uh, right hand, uh, right hand woman, uh, right hand fish, Vanilla. Uh, <laughs> um, Morelia, Morelia, who is uh, Moray Eel, who um, is very, oh! very, who is known to, you know, uh, awe and uh, distract people with her incredible, you know, snake-like swimming, very curvy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, sure. I I will be a, a alternate business person. Um, I am uh, going to offer a deal to Mr. White about how how uh, about string this wonderful string that I've got that they can use in their business. Okay. So first, you're trying to enter the city, though. So yes. Uh, so gotta, I am pretending to be this person. I'm, I'm just trying to sneak. I'm trying to sneak in. I'm trying to like find a blind spot from okay. all the um, control guards and stuff. So I guess we're all taking a different approach. In. I guess every, did we already sabotage you? <laughs> hmm. Okay. So, so I think we have a number of different approaches here. Uh, why don't we see how successful each one is with a bit of a card game? Okay. Okay. okay so. Um, each three uh, or each character has a different set of stats cloak for hide and deceive dagger for attack or using cunning and martini for being absolutely dashing um so i think <laughs> um i mean uh, you guys get to choose what stat you're using um so why don't you guys tell me what you would like to use but you'll have to ration it rationalize it of course <laughs> Right. You I can't just kill someone cloak. and say you're being dashing. Like you need to. <laughs> yeah. I am cloak. going to try and be a martini on dashing, and I'm going to try and sell you this beautiful string with my charm and and wonderfulness. Okay, Jessica's doing a martini. Um, I'm sorry, not Jessica. Uh, Kriller is doing martini. <laughs> uh, Slick Izzy. Uh, you, you got cloak, did you say? Mm-hmm. Yep. Great. Perfect. And Tara? Can I use cloak as well, or do I need to just pick dagger because it's- No, you cloak. can do cloak. You can do, you can do whatever oh, you okay. want. Okay, so, all right, so cloak as well, yeah. So basically, I'm going to give you a number of cards equal to the number for that stat. So, um, let's see. Um, Tara, what number, like, what number is your stat for cloak? So yeah, my cloak is at two. Okay. So, um, because we're doing digitally, I can't actually give you any cards, and you have a deck in front of you. So please draw two cards. Okay. Uh, but don't can tell I me show what you they each are. One? Okay. No. I mean, you can take a peek at them, but don't show. Mm -hmm. But don't show me. Don't show me what they are. You have to okay. pick between them for yourself. Slick Izzy, how many cards do you get? Two. All right. Draw two cards. All right. All right. They've got two cards. Uh, crusted Kriller. How many cards? 
I'm using martini, so I'm taking two. All right, take two cards. Uh, I, as the um, as the dealer, I guess in this scenario, I'm going to be pulling two cards for myself. One that I'm putting face down, and one that I'm putting face up, which means I'm going to tell everyone what it is. It is the eight of hearts. I have an eight of hearts face up here, um, and I also um, am supposed to put a card in a burner deck. I think I'm already doing this out of order, but we're going with it. Um, here is a random card that I have put to the side. We're burning it, and no one gets to touch it ever again. So that so this is the situation we have right now. Now you guys each have to take a look at the number on your cards, and you pick whichever one you want. Your goal will be ultimately to get a number. Um, I will give you more cards, and you want the sum of your cards to be um, less than twenty-one. And if you go over 21, you bust. And then I will do the same. But first, you can decide whether or not you want to put in a coin to increase how successful you're going to be. So each of these players each have three coins, which are like lucky coins. So you can try your luck by putting one in. And if you succeed at getting under 21 and I, the dealer, bust, um, then your the thing you're trying to do is extra successful. Um, <laughs> Do, does anyone want to do that at this time? Do anything else? Speak now. Okay. Nope. No, not at the moment. All righty. Well, let's get into uh, some card drawing. Okay. Uh, well, we can't do this all together at once, so let's just go back around. Um, Tara, would you like another card? No. Oh, shit. <laughs> he just stopped. Wow, okay. I'm very wow, curious. Wow, how high is that? <laughs> okay. So our two cards, we, we, we don't have to put one away? We, we can use both? You, no, you keep one of the two cards that you drew. Just one of the two. The other one you toss. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, I do want to toss one. Uh, uh, yeah, so you take, so you take one of the two and you toss the other, and then Got you, it. Yeah. I'm like, the yeah. highest you could ever get is 11. <laughs> He's stopping there. <laughs> All right, so yeah. So then yeah. I draw another one in its place, right? Draw draw another card. What'd you get? Oh, I tell you now? Okay, yeah, tell so, us now. So a five. A five? Five of diamonds, yeah. Okay. Do you want another card? Yes. Okay, draw another card. What you get? Oh, you know, I got a four of diamonds. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, do you want to draw another card? No. Okay, all right. Tara is stopping there. Next up, Slick Izzy. Do you want to draw a? Do you want a card? Yes, one more card, please. Draw away. Ooh, and I'm stopping there. Okay, what'd you Whoa. get? A 10. A 10, okay. Sweet. All right. And Crusted Kriller, another <laughs> card for you? Yeah. Go for it. I got a nine. Okay. And you're drawing another? Oof. I guess I'm staying. That's, that's really close. All right, we'll see. Okay, uh, now that you have all drawn your cards and it sounds like none of you have busted yet, I'm going to... <laughs> reveal my other card, which happens to be an eight of spades. So I have 16 and I, my rules tell me, my personal rules, because I have my own rules for playing this game, is that um, I stop here. Ah. So I'm stopping at 16. 
Let's go back around. Not- so whoever is like closest to 16, if I'm the closest, then I win. But if y'all are closest, then you win. I'm at 19. 19. Whoa, six, yeah. uh, 17. 17. And I'm at 20. Oh my goodness gracious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, guys. Yep. Well, you have officially beat me. Congratulations. That is a success. Okay. All right. So I got in to the city as a tourist, snapping my pics, getting my intel. Yeah, Tara, you you are snapping all... Not Tara, I'm sorry. Slick, Izzy, (laughs) you are taking all of those photos, getting all of of that intel. You see um, some very suspicious-looking groupers that look (laughs) like they're muttering to each other in a corner. It looks like they're kind of like one... They're in a group! Don't they're in a group. They're in a group. <laughs> and um, it, it, like it's, which is odd because usually they're ambush predators. So uh, groupers are um, the fact that they're all gathered together and out in the open is a little strange. But it looks like they were conversing, and now that they're all swimming in the same direction, as if um, that's like the way that they're going. So you see that, um, Tara, you're just sneaking around. What are you looking for? I'm just trying to find like a. a... Like, get in when the, when the um, patrol doesn't notice, like trying to time it right so that I can sneak my way through like, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to visualize what the main entrance looks like. I don't know if there's a main entrance or a, or a, like a like a exploit that I could take advantage of, but I guess I'm looking for an exploit. That I can get. It looks like um, there is a regular uh, route that um, Mr. White's lackeys take as they swim around the outer rim of the reef. There's not exactly an entry point, but it, okay. you know, observing for long enough as you slip through, you find a hole in their like route, and you manage to like get through there. Um, Crested Cruller, you're just going straight up to one of these guys and trying to be a salesperson to be a yeah. salesman. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking to the secretaries. I'm talking to the office to see if I can't get an appointment with Mr. White about this wonderful string I have. It's really good string. It will really help his business get better. Well, uh, you find yourself um, waving your string in front of a parrotfish. Um, and this parrotfish is... Um, kind of looking at you and kind of goes, oh, wow, like, that does look like some very impressive string. <laughs> but, um, I think, I think Morelia should probably see that first, so why don't you, like, come this way? And he starts, and, uh, this fish starts leading you around in that direction. Ooh, nice. Good lead, Jeff. <laughs> With my 17. So, Izzy, <laughs> what are you up to now? Okay. So, now that I've identified the groupers... Yes. Um... Slick Izzy is going to duck behind a reef real fast and change into another outfit. Whoa! So, Ooh! Slick Izzy is going to now change into a garbage man's uniform. <laughs> um, a little baggy, a little baggy, but it works. And, uh, walk up to the groupers, kind of swat, like, uh, sweeping around them to see if, if, if Slick as he can pick up any of their conversation. 
Okay. All right. Um, so as you're, as you're kind of, I'll, I'll give you this one. So as you're, um, going in there, you, and you're kind of, kind of sweeping around going, Oh, look, you know, I'm just a, I'm just a sweep, um, (laughs) in, in the ocean. And, um, as you, as you do this, uh, like a, a grouper, the groupers at this point you notice have, they've kind of separated out and they're like, they look like they're going into like their disguise mode. So it looks like they're going into hiding, but they're all lined up and like, um, like it looks like they're all like organized in some way. And you pass by one of these groupers who is muttering to uh, herself and um, she is going, um, She's going, um, can't believe they're putting in extra, like, security like this. I mean, I was so much comfortable on the other side. There were so many fish there. But now I have to, like, sit here and wait for, for something to, like, come by and try to, like, I mean, try to, like, crack this, like, info safe or something. Like, I don't, like, I don't, I don't really (laughs) understand. I mean, isn't there, like, some sort of, like, sleeping gas thing over there anyway like who even cares <laughs> so she's having a great time revealing all this information to you <laughs> that's fantastic and with that information i'm going to go try and find um my other spies to share this information with them all right tara what awesome. are you up to you've made your way inside yeah, I'm trying. Actually, that was what I was just going to say that. I was going to say I wanted to like reconvene with everybody. So, you know, so that we could start using our <laughs> traits together. So, um, yeah. So, great. So, you've, I met join up, up with, mm-hmm. you've met up with Slick Izzy then. Okay. Yep. So, what's yeah. the skinny Slick Izzy? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> So by the time Sikizi has left the grouper, muttering to herself, um, they are now in an inconspicuous hoodie and baseball cap with aviator sunglasses, much like any Hollywood celebrity trying to be down low. (laughs) Being like, so, apparently, they're guarding this place. Security's tight, all right? Not quite sure what's in here. But, you know, I think we need to do a bit more investigating. I'm gonna, I'd like to use my um, x-ray glasses to see if I can, you know, scope out anything, any entrances, secret passageways, or so on, you know? Ooh, okay. Um, as you're, I mean, I'll, I'll also give you this one. Um, as you're uh, x-raying around, you kind of x-ray around the area, you see a lot of, um, a lot of fish bones inside of fish. Um, of course, because of their x-ray <laughs> glasses or whatever, but as you're, as you're looking around, I assume you're looking in the direction of where the groupers are kind of, um, mm-hmm. spread out grouping now, and, um, you do see, you see what looks to be, like, this, this safe, this, like, box safe thing, um, and through it you see what looks to be, um, foam in a plastic bag. Whoa! Uh-huh. That's what you see. Okay. Um, yeah. Crested Criller, what do you, what, so, Crested Criller, let's just hop back over for a second. Um, Crested Criller, you have been guided over, um, by your friend, the, the uh, 
parrotfish, I think I said before. Yep. And um, you have made your way, you know, towards like kind of the, the underbelly of the reef. Like it's on this rock cliff. And as you go underneath it, you see like this kind of, kind of shaded cave, cave, like shaded cave area. And out of it comes the splintery head of Moralia. And she slides on out and she says, um, and what do I owe this pleasure? <laughs> Hi, gorgeous. You're looking beautiful. Everyone have... says that, darling. What <laughs> I have just what you were needing. So you've got a little, you know, something, and I point to her, her, her teeth, and I say, but, you know, you can floss with my amazing, and I whip out my string, and I'm like, isn't this beautiful? This is just wonderful. It's it, it's good for so many things. It it's very stringy. She it's... leans in to look at you and she says, "Are you saying my teeth are bad?" No, oh, your Carla. teeth are gorgeous. You just need to floss out that. It looks like a little bit of turretfish. I'm not so sure. Between the the front two teeth. Here, here, I can help you with it. Uh, what, so, so what is your, what is your intention here? Um, what, what are you, what are you hoping? I'm very hoping that I can get Morelia to go and floss her teeth in the restroom, and then I will have some time to look around this underbelly here. Okay. Hopefully, it's not actually uh, Mr. White's underbelly. Uh, it sounds like you've got a little bit of a. Um, hmm. A conundrum? Yeah, I mean, something that it requires a little bit of success because you have to persuade yes. Morelia to do this. Okay. So, um, why don't why don't we do that? And then, I mean, let me just let me just throw this out there for Tara and Slick. Izzy, is there anything that you guys are hoping to get done that we could add to this deck to this um, little this little game of twenty one that we're about to play? Or do you guys want to hold off for a sec? Well, it Ooh. depends on how close we are to the safe, because I, I I could see yeah. that Slick Easy could use that bubble gun to probably pry it open, you know, pop it open or something, you know, like in a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yeah. That, or um, I can use it as a distraction to get the groupers away from the safe so that you can yeah. get in there. Hmm. Hmm. I think I'll do how much that. Gun? Think... All right, all right. Okay. Um... <laughs> I think I will change back into my garbage man outfit and put it in a trash can and make that explode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And and uh, if and she succeeds, if, if the they succeed, if they succeed, I'll make my way towards the safe to try to you know do a little. Okay. All right. Know, so safe picking. It, we'll it, see it what sounds happens. Like, it sounds like your. Uh, it sounds like Tara. Your. Um, your next action will depend on the success of Slick Izzy's, so I think right. um, you're going to have to wait back and hope for the best on this one. But Slick Izzy <laughs> and Crusty Thriller, let's tr let's get into a bit of a card game. So first, let me right. um, let me burn my card. So there's a burnt card for you all, and I'm putting one card down and okay. drawing one card that I'm showing to you all. It is a six of diamonds. So I have a six of diamonds that I'm putting face up. Um, okay. Now, what stat are you using? How many cards are you drawing? I'm using dagger and one card. Okay, draw that card. 
Okay, I've got it. All right, Crested Crawler. Uh, martini for two. All right, you got two cards. Pick one of those. Yep. All right. Okay. Got it. It's like, Izzy, are you trying another card? Yes, ma'am. Do that thing, do. Oh, I did it, and I'm staying. Okay. Ooh, somebody's getting all of their... <laughs> I don't, I'm just like cards. really good at this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really good at being lucky, you know? <laughs> that is amazing! Anyway. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Before we started drawing, I should have asked if y'all wanted to put any coins on this. We'll, I'll, I'll do that now. Oh no, I'm good this time. Okay. Oh. I'm lucky enough naturally. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna try a coin. Okay, Let's do it. Do it. Gonna coin. Okay. Uh, do you want to draw another card? Um. Yes. Draw away. Okay. All right. Um. Is that all I get? If you want to draw another card, you can draw another card. You draw until you want to. I stop. would love to. And all right, so I have so far a four and a five that I have drawn. Okay. And then I'm going to draw again. Okay. Yes. And it's a seven. Okay. And I'm going to stop, I think. All right. I am not going to reveal my card, which looks like it was a two. So because I am under well, because I because I only have so many cards, I am now going to draw more. Okay, I just drew three of clubs, so now I have to do <laughs> math, which is fun. All right, that's a seven, and I have to stop. So my total is eighteen. Ooh hoo hoo! <laughs> oh, like Izzy, what you got? 20 again, baby! What oh, the heck? Oh boy, God. all right. I, I am also wow. at 18. Okay. I don't know if that's a success or not. Um, hmm. Okay, yeah, so I see here if it's a tie, it's a success. Woo! Oh. <laughs> Barely made it! Barely made it! But um, you used a coin, right? Yeah, and because you used a coin and you didn't bust, that means that uh, you succeed beyond expectations and you get to keep Woo! it. All right. Congratulations. <laughs> okay. Fantastic. So, um, let's, okay. So, Crested Kriller, you somehow, you make this piece of string look so appealing. And Morelia, who has never had two hands because she is an eel, is very interested in this, and she looks to um, the henchfish that brought you there, and she kind of looks at him and goes, help me with this. And uh, they start getting into a bit of a weird tug of war around your teeth with her tail and uh, the, with his- Her teeth, you know, hopefully. Yeah, her teeth. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that. so that's happening. So you have successfully distracted Morelia, who is now struggling to figure learn how to floss because she's never done this before. <laughs> um, and uh, Slick Izzy, I mean, if if you want to ex to describe, well, I, I guess I should like, I guess, do you want to describe how you do this explosion? Sure. 
So I duck behind another building, behind um, a tall piece of coral in mm-hmm. a dark alley, change back into my garbage man outfit. And as I pretend as like I'm sweeping up, as I go to dump garbage into the trash can, I take out the exploding bubble gum, chew it briefly in my beak, and toss it into the trash can and <laughs> run away. It goes like because you know explosions sound weird underwater, but you know there's like a ripple bubbly thing, and all the groupers are like ah, like kind of like leap out of hiding to go try to see what's going on. Some of them distracted by their hunger and the number of fish that are also running from this explosion. Um, and Tara, you have an in. Um, oh, also, I forgot to say, Crested Criller, because you um, succeeded beyond expectations, um, Ooh. Would you like to, how would you like to add that beyond expectations to this? Because you obviously succeeded in distracting her, but what is beyond expectations? Um, well, I was just going to use this time to actually um, find, to look around the office and see what I find. But because of the beyond expectations, I'm going to say that when they are flossing Morelia's teeth, they actually cut her a little bit with the floss and they have to go out and they leave me in the office alone so that they can get... Um, for sure it's a it's a medical care it smells terrible but like yeah they're getting they gotta figure that shit out um and you have a lot more time on your hands yep oh does the blood attract a certain shark (laughs) (laughs) oh i don't know if that's good (laughs) well so that's not that's so that's not a success but i do love this idea that you have given so uh, you're not (laughs) but we we are close to the end of the hour here so Maybe, maybe. You're not sure, not yet. Um, Okay, Tara, you have your in. What are you doing? All right, so I want to make my way towards the safe and see if I can somehow open it. I mean, I guess using dagger abilities. My dagger is only a one stat, but I figure maybe somehow I can figure something out, you know? Okay. Penguin magic, penguin thieving tools, I don't know. (laughs) Okay. as you go to try to crack open this safe, um, you'll notice that um, as you lo- as you like look up, you see that there's this mechanism attached to this like lock that it looks like, and there's this like weird like kind of like re- like kind of weird looking octopus type creature that is hanging on the top of it, and you get the sneaking suspicion that if you get this wrong, some you you remember um, Slick is he telling you about some sort of sleeping gas thing so you have a sinking suspicion that if you get this wrong you will get covered in sleeping ink okay <laughs> oh, no. right. so um the stakes are high tara um shall we go into a bit of a card game yes we shall and we will use a token Ooh, not no. even drawing a card yet all right, okay. I am burning a card. I am putting one card face down, and I have drawn a five of clubs. Now, what stat are you using? What, yeah, what stat are you using? How many cards are you drawing? I'm using dagger. It's just a one, though. Like, okay, so you're I drawing one card. Okay. All right, um, and you already put your coin down, so would you want to draw another? Yes. <laughs> Do it. Okay. Another one? I'm, yes, I will draw another one. Do it. Okay, I'm stopping. 
Okay, um, I have my five. I'm going to flip my other card. It's an eight. So that's... Um, okay, I have to... Listen, I, yeah, I did just count on my fingers. The, the laughter is acceptable. Um, but also, this is, this, is, this is a radio show, so whatever. Um, so, okay, so I got a 13. I'm going to draw another card. Um, and that is a 17, and I'm going to stop. So I have 17. What'd you get? 19. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. You see beyond expectations, madam. So um, you see beyond expectations. Uh, so you you click that lock open, but how, like, what do you do that is beyond expectations here? Um, I mean, I do it with style. Like, as I'm sipping a martini, first of all, I am going to sip a martini <laughs> as I'm doing this, you know, and I use sure. the, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm going to sip a martini and just to kind of like, you know, finagle my way through it. Um, I don't know. I said I used a dagger stat though, didn't I? Right. So yeah, I'm really bad at this. I'm really bad at this, aren't I? Um, no! <laughs> so, no, so, no, I, you can, you can, you can have a, a, um, oh, I, I think I know what you're talking about, but we'll talk about it in a minute. Keep doing your thing. Okay. All right. So I'm just kind of like, you know, listening, turning, listening, turning, and just like, and, and listening to the clicks, the subtle, subtle clicks, and I successfully yes. managed to open a safe. You do. You What's... open that safe. You do an excellent job. And um, as you unlock the safe, you somehow manage to do it without, with that, but it, the clicking and turning of it is like a lullaby to the thing uh, like that's hanging on up top. And it falls into an even deeper sleep. Um, so that you do that and you find, yeah, you find this like phone in a plastic bag. And the plastic bag is labeled that says, um, Evil Pollution Company on it. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, so, so, you, so you see that on there, and you clearly, this is the intel that you were charged with picking up in the first place. Um, okay, and because awesome. We only have an app, like, maybe like a minute left, uh, a minute <laughs> or two left in our, in our, um, hour. Uh, let's just say that you all successfully get out with uh, Crested Criller's distraction. Um, you manage to get out of there um, just as Mr. White is coming by to make a snack out of his own secretary. And, oh, uh, no! <laughs> oh, oh, that's no. <laughs> and uh, that's it! Congratulations. Did you guys have a great time? I had a great time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just that sad for so Morelia. Poor Morelia. I'm not. She knows what she signed up for when she took that job. She did. It's a fishy fish world out there, my friend. Oh, oh, it's so sad. So did you all manage to succeed at your secret agendas? Oh. Mine was wear a disguise, <laughs> which I'm not sure if I actually said that I was wearing anything. Mm, not sure if you did. I, I was disguised as a salesman. I'm not sure. Ah, all I right, know, fine. I'll, I'll say maybe. I'll, I'll give you a maybe on that one. Yeah. I'll give, I'll okay. give, yeah. All right. What about that? What about I tried Mine was to use a martini, like to drink martini or whatever. But yeah. um, obviously I had already, I had already used that. my head. Yeah, Aww. yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, I tried to cram it in, and I was like, Damn. like 
Yeah, you know, I it wasn't really. The first time I saw the rolls for martini on the secret agent cards, I thought you just had to like summon a martini out of the air and drink it. But no, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, oh man, I can't, I can't. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> well, last but not least, I forgot about it. I forgot about it. <laughs> 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 no bonus experience points. Oh. Like Izzy was just so confident, you know. I didn't get any bad feelings, you know. Oh, I thought man. yours was busy the same being mine. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought for how many costumes you were changing, I was yeah, like, wow, they really got so it. No, I had the really cool diamond sitting right in front of me, and I forgot about it. It was right there. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> gonna have fun changing costumes. Wow, incredible. Oh, wow. Well, um. Thank you so much for for playing this with me and doing this. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, where should people be? Um, I mean, obviously, look for and follow Brooklyn Public Library for a lot of different things. But are there any specific accounts or places that they should be looking for content from you or your branches of the Brooklyn Public Library? Um, please share them now. BKLYNlibrary.org slash calendar, I think it is. It's our calendar of programs. We run an amazing amount of um, gaming programs every week, and you can sign up, and we will send you a safe link. Great. Thanks. Anyone else? Um, I'm with the Stone Avenue Library, so like if you want to follow the Stone Avenue Library on, on Facebook, we share all our programs there, like including the, the Twitch streams and um, the uh, story time. My Twitch channel, just my own Twitch channel, is my name backwards, so it's just Zenosoy. So twitch.tv slash Zenosoy, and I do um, a library stream there weekly, and I do my own streams in the evening of like a variety of other games, so you can check us out. I am so sorry. It is actually bklynlibrary.org slash calendar slash list. Woohoo. Okay. <laughs> All right. Noted there. Uh, yeah. Yosinex, you just blew my mind. I've been following you on Twitch and I had no idea like that your name was just exactly. <laughs> oh, oh my god. <laughs> um, wow, you learned something. I have a master's degree, dang it. Um, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I'm at the Walt Whitman library, so you can check out our Facebook page. Um, and then, um, on our Instagram, we also do some awesome live programming there as well. So yeah. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, you know, to check them out there and you know what to do to listen to all the gameplay radio stuff. So we won't bore you with that today. Anyway. Um, thank you so much <laughs> for being here, here on gameplay radio on radio free Brooklyn. Uh, stay tuned next for what I believe is going to be a replay of Potluck Dinner, which usually happens on Friday nights, but it's basically um, a free-for-all of hosts get to do whatever they want, so you get to kind of have a random show after my random show. So thank you so much for that. Enjoy the rest of your afternoons. Um, yeah, that's it. Bye! Thank you! Bye, everyone! Thank you Bye. so much! <laughs>